You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. This is where the fun begins. I'm the star right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. God's sake. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Top Comedy Cast. I do it sometimes. I have to, like, someone says something, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to, like, segue from that into introducing the podcast for the week? Uh, yeah, so, so everybody, hey, everybody, welcome back to the episode of Top Comedy Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Johnson. And and this week we are joined by James Keaton. Hello again. To talk, to talk about uh, Star Wars Andor. Uh, it's been a bit of a uh, busy Rubbish, couple James. of weeks for us. <laughs> it's been a busy couple of weeks for us. Uh, I was away and then Reese was away. Um, so um, we'll be trying to like pick a time that can like obviously uh, put Andor in. And we all see all three, and it's great that James is able to join us for this one. Good to be back. Um, I have had work done currently on my house, so for any people listening, if you hear any machinery going off, that's why. Hope it's not that too loud. But uh, yeah, so as I said, we were talking about uh, Star Wars Andor, the new live-action Star Wars series, just con- concluded on Disney+. Plus. Uh, season one of a two-part, two-season um, series uh, that follows uh, Cassian Andor and the before Rogue One and the origins of the Rebellion. Um, so yeah, you can find us at Instagram slash HoverCoverCast, Facebook at HoverCoverCast and Twitter at HoverCoverCast. You can also email us at HoverCoverCast at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, share, follow and a review if you enjoyed the episode. So, Let's go straight talk about uh, Cassian Andor. So, what do you guys um, think about this this show? It's been a very. Um, f- f- I would say it says it's interesting how the show that nobody actually wanted became probably the best Star Wars TV show yet, and that is just that's that's my opinion. Um, that just sums up Star Wars really in in a nutshell, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, but... I, yeah I, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to this at all. I'm sure, like, I've I've whinged about, like, ages ago in some episodes saying, like, oh, you know, why are we getting something about Andor? Like, nobody is going to remember Cassian Andor from, you know, Rogue One. There's no st- sort of, like, story there. But, oh, my God, it was... I, I'm, I'm glad, like, I was surprised by it, to be fair. And it's, I'd probably, like, safely say that this is probably, like, my favourite, um, like, show of Star Wars that they've released. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it is, yeah. it's really fun. I, th- I think, I think what makes it quite good from other like shows as well is like, um, usually like the Rebels are always sort of perceived to be like, you know, really capable, really smart, really intelligent. And then the Empire is meant to be just like this bumbling, clumsy, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> big thing. And I guess it's like what I see in lots of sort of social media and stuff is like, uh, it's the first kind of Star Wars episode where the Empire actually looked really competent like really on it and like actually quite efficient so it's kind of mm. it's kind of like it looks like a real kind of struggle rather than like just like a really big like one-sided affair whereas like the empire actually like really, really organized like they you know they they're on it on the all the time like the rebels always seem to be on the back foot so it actually makes it a lot more exciting to watch 
Yeah, and it paints a very grey kind of... Rogue one did well, is that they cho- they showed the rebels as kind of like not these great... Like kind of grey characters as well, that would conduct kind of very... Have that kind of moral kind of um, imbalance to them as well, where they will have to do stuff that obviously is pretty gritty and morally kind of you know goes against the moral code. But I, I like and like how it changes because like in the original trilogy, we they had the rebellion as like the good guys and the empire as the bad guys. But I like how with Rogue One, especially Andor as well, it's kind of delved more into kind of like the more the, the grayish side of the rebellion. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, actually, uh, shows what, how good this show is. Actually, it's in like they actually have stormtroopers uh, shooting properly. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's like you know they always want a oh. joke in Star Wars. Like stormtroopers can't aim properly. Oh, so so they're they're only good when they're mowing down just like civilians, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time in the show yeah. that like yeah. The thing is like. <laughs> We, we've always had characters who have sort of like, you know, the forces on their side, isn't it? Like Jedi and whatever, like the main characters. Whereas now it actually seems like, you know, it's fair game. And you know, like these stormtroopers actually seem quite intimidating. Yeah. What, what I thought was really good. I, I don't know if like you guys thought the same was um, I like that they started off like we don't we didn't really see any sort of like proper um imperials we just see the sort of like you know like the the corpos like the private security sort of lot and they're sort of like you know like this like very corrupt sort of like security like yeah like corporation i guess um and you know like they have their own sort of like aims and you know like they they, say except for like cyril khan they all you know enjoying a sort of like a cushy sort of like backwater sort of area you know there's not a lot of trouble going on but then, yeah, you get like jobs with like Cyril Khan, who wants to actually, you know, do his job well, and he is like a true, like, out and out imperial in this like area where it's, you know, they, they like the idea that you know don't cause any trouble and the empire will leave you alone. And then, obviously, we do see with um, everything that goes on in the um, the, f- the first half of the season. The Imperials actually come in, and we see sort of you know the stormtroopers come in, like the navy troopers, and they're all you know like they have like the you know the appearance of Nazis, and it does you know strike fear into you, especially you see like how yeah like formidable and like capable they are. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. at the beginning it's kind of like oh this guy murdered two officers, and um, okay we're gonna go ahead and deal with him. It's gonna be quick, yeah. like you want them done. And then obviously when he, when that or that kind of you know that shit show happens, then it starts when the empire starts actually paying interest and being like, okay, this is something bigger than than this. And then it gets to the point where Cassian becomes like, you know, somebody that the Empire would not actually care about. Just like a, a, a you know, like a like um an outsider, sort so, you know, someone no one knows about, like one of the billions of uh, beings in the galaxy. To being on like probably the number one most wanted person uh, in the empire. <laughs> you think about it; it's it's, it's really um, it's it, you know that, that's basically what what happens. And then throughout this, this season, we go from uh, Cassian kind of like doesn't want to be involved in this so called kind of uprising against the corruption of the empire. And then we see right at the end of the last episode, he basically gives uh, Lutheran. 
the choice to either kill him or take him in. And that kind of basically showed that he is ready to become part of this great movement to take down the empire. Um, and it's and, and it's interesting how like each there's like four different arcs that happen throughout this series. Uh, you've got obviously the first three episode, which is the uh, Ferex kind of arc, where's Cassian basically hiding from after killing those three uh those two guards and he's wanted by the the security company and then the second one is him involved in his heist to steal um these uh what what what, what is it like it's, it's um it's um oh, it's like the salary of all yeah. the sort of like um the, pay, the payroll it's like the yeah, payroll, payroll. Yeah. is it the quarterly payroll of like the entire sector yeah. for like yeah that, that yeah. is fucking insane like the scale of that yeah you know, i can't really then, quite fathom it and then the third one is him in prison him trying to get out of this very you know complex prison and then the fourth one really is him returning to ferrix and uh, that's and this is basically the combination of all the characters in the show coming together in this one location yeah um yeah but i I can understand some people be like, oh, some episodes are quite slow, but then the build up, the pay up for that arc, those arcs are like in, in, amazing. Like, yeah. it, it, it feels like more than one series, really, because, yes, you said, like all the stuff that's happened in it, it kind of feels, I don't know, it feels almost like two series in a way, because like so much has happened in it, and like from just only, yeah. only 12 episodes. Yeah. Like, they did, I think they did really, really well there to kind of yeah. cram all that stuff in. And, and sort of go, yeah. So, sorry, you know, go, go, like, go on. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Go on. I, I was just saying, it's, it's, it's quite refreshing. It's like, I think it is, if you look at, if you think of literally every single film, every single series, um, it's kind of probably one of the only kind of Star Wars series or, you know, anything really. It doesn't have any mention or reference to the, like, the Jedi at all. Like, not one, not one kind of reference. Like, I, yeah. I think you can remember from it. And it's actually quite refreshing in a way because, I know most films they kind of get in the whole like, oh the jet like you know the fourth and all that bollocks but it's like uh, it's sort of more <laughs> it's more kind of gritty down to earth and that's what yeah. I think makes it so much more you know yeah interesting to watch because you know like people had like I wouldn't say misgivings but they they had sort of like gripes against the show seeing as like oh it's boring all this stuff but you know just because there isn't like an action scene or lights like yeah like lightsabers aren't like swung about every other scene you know doesn't mean that it's boring. I, I'd, I'd say it's very cerebral. You know, there's it, a lot of discussions about the nature of, um, for one, there's like the banality of evil. And then it's also sort of like, um, like the discussing, you know, like the nature of fascism and like power and control and seeing different approaches to try and like confront it or just trying to live with it or thrive within that system. You know, so that's how you get these very well-rounded characters like, um, you know, like like Marva, um, Cassian's um, adopted adopted mother, who you know really does want to break out and fight against the Empire, uh, and you get like Luthen, who's very there's no holds barred, and then conversely you get people, yeah, like Cyril Khan and um, uh, Dead Ramiro, who you know they they want the system to thrive, they want the Empire to win because they see it as the the right option, and you know they're not. Um, mustache twirling villains you know like they're evil for the sake of being evil they're i want to say you know they think of themselves as good people in a good system whereas you know they're blind to the act to the truth that this is an evil system 
Well, it's, it's, um, it's fascinating. It's not really until... Because around about this time, the Senate is still around. But it's not really until later on that Palpatine basically shuts down the Senate that you start seeing this very kind of a lot more planets and going towards the side of the rebellion. Basically, when Palpatine starts cutting off kind of like the, the you know, where the Empire becomes one from like diplomacy to dictatorship, <laughs> where democracy goes. Because in Andor, is there still democracy there in a way? Um, it's, kind, it's kind of, I think, what they, what they point out in Andor uh, is. Um how the senate's basically become like a toothless tiger so i, I can't yeah. remember the, the senator's name but sh- every sort of time he, he's doing a speech it's kind of no one's really listening on yeah. Pe- yeah people are just kind of just walking away like no one really gives a that gives a crap really it's all just kind of about the status and i think she's sort of very much on her own she's sort of meant to be one of the last kind of senators who actually kind of care but i think what it sort of emphasizes is basically the set doesn't really matter anymore it's just like a rubber no. a rubber stamp no, body no. and I- uh yeah and there's a scene in the New Hope where it's um, oh, it's a it's the scene with um, Grandma uh, Tarkin, and it's all yeah, like it's the um, what do they call it, like the Joint Command or something like Joint the, Command the scene the... where they, they, yeah. they're all in the room, and you hear that the Senate has been just dissolved, and that is from the events of Rogue One. Then that's why Palpatine decides to dissolve the Senate and become a full dictator. So that, obviously, as I said, that's when more well, plants start going to the side of the rebellion. But right now, Nandor is interesting because a lot of people, like you said, a lot of these people, the characters on the Empire, working for the Empire, think they what the Empire is a good thing and what they're doing is right. It's because before that, you had, what, four years of, of war, Clone Wars? And people mm. believe that it was corruption of the Senate and... It was the Jedi that caused it and stuff. So to them, this empire kind of brought back, back brought back stability as well. And um, and in any kind of government after a war, obviously, people will long to support that government if they brings if it brings stability. That's why a lot of uh, Germans in Germans kind of support Hitler because the Weimar Republic was very just. It was just, it, I, I, in my opinion, I feel it was a complete mess back then. And it seems like the Hitler's version of Germany was one a lot of people saw as stable and as very like promising. Well, it, yeah, I mean, and also like war kind of goes back to, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Thatcher during the, the Falklands conflict and basically she was, if, if that hadn't happened, she'd have been chucked out, you know, there and then because yeah. the UK was an absolute basket case. Well, a little bit like now, but anyway. And then she went. She went. She went to the war in the Falklands, and basically the public opinion just completely went the other way. So I think it kind of shows, like, yeah, if, if you, in terms of you know conflict like that, if you're successful, it kind of unites them because you are like a, a symbol of like stability, and that's what the empire did. But I guess the problem is once they sort of sorted out the Clone Wars, they didn't really know when to stop, and basically just kept it going mm. until eventually people realized, you know, what what they were, yeah. and you know, didn't like them anymore. But um, but I think guess the good thing of Andor is you kind of see the transition away from you know the Senate actually meaning something to being just nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I guess also in um, this is the end of uh, episode three, uh, Rent of the Sith. He sort of in that Palpatine doesn't announce that he, he basically is going to create the first galactic empire. Yeah. The greatest but, um, speech ever. Yeah, absolutely. You know <laughs> the charisma's I, I, dripping off him. I, I listen to it every morning. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Words of affirmation. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, but it's interesting. It's, it's yeah. interesting that the Senate still exists, really, to be honest, in Andor, because you kind of think with when he creates the Galactic Empire, the Senate wouldn't really need, well, have it wouldn't really have any power anymore to exist. But I guess, I guess it's just kind of like a transition phase, which is what you see in Andor. Yeah, definitely. And mm. people, and you know, it shows a case by the Empire is so popular even after the fall of the Empire, when you got obviously the First Order and. If you read some of the kind of books um, between episodes six and seven, no, seven, eight, yeah, sorry, six and seven, there's a lot of supporters for it. Wasn't easy for the new republic to set up because people didn't want this new republic. People enjoyed having the stability of the empire, and also yeah. that, part of all that. Also, people don't like change as well. But what Andor's really shown that. Um, Basically, I was going to say that basically there were some, there obviously any kind of government that all, you know, powers in control is always going to have like, you know, people disagreements, people against it and stuff like that. And really it was kind of like this build up when suddenly this is a spark um, to kind of set up and that spark was pretty much uh, Cassian. And in the way Cassian really did open up the kind of like the the floodgates of the rebellion to come through as well. Mm. But, but it kind of already well, he, he did definitely help, didn't he? But I guess it kind of already existed, didn't he? Because he kind I of mean, joined he joined what was already kind of in motion, didn't he? He wasn't I mean, really, he didn't I mean, really actually initially want any part of it, did he? Really? Anti empire sentiment can we trace back to the beginning of Bad Batch, because you know, back you know, when in the first episode of Bad Batch you have obviously clone troopers who are disagree with Empire's methods or you know you had Saul Guerrero. Saul Guerrero for Andor was, was still kind of being a freedom fighter back in the day but his kind of his aims were different to that of the actual people that kind of you know head the rebellion so that's why Saul Guerrero they're really on the side of the rebellion he just basically helps them for his own like gains well it's, it's funny because it's, I think it's what's what, what's funny what it, and also sort of shows is like the rebellion isn't like one sort of unified kind of movement isn't it it's lots of yeah. sort of differing factions which kind of were thrown together just out of a common a common interest and I guess that's what happens after you know the empire mm. goes away uh it all kind of just disintegrates again doesn't it because they all just yeah. have their own interest and the only thing that was uniting them was because they all hated the empire but then once the empire's yeah. gone they're just kind of well we don't like each other anyway yeah what, what was interesting I, I, I learned from somewhere the other day was um like some of the confederacy which were defeated after the clone war actually went into like into hiding but well, so this is what canon says and basically sort of became parts of the rebellion later on so like uh it's sort of like, like a full circle in a way hmm. I, I like um like Luthan, like his like characterization is this you know he's doing everything he can to sort of like kick start the rebellion but he, even he doesn't have you know like any clues as to how to unite them all and then you see, you know, by the end, uh, I'll come to like, you know, his, his, his speech you know, in a bit. But um, uh, he, he, even he, by the end, you know, like he has the choice to kill Andor, but he sees that, you know, like he could kill him. He could, you know, like fulfill his like his aim of just like eradicating this loose end. You are fulfilling but, your destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Strike me down. But um, <laughs> he, you know, he sees that, you know, like there's hope, you know, and you can you can call you can use this in a way to kickstart you know yeah like the the alliance the, the rebel alliance something you know like, that people can back behind 
and still, you know, it's very sort of like self-centered of him. You know, it's it's his aim. But, um, you know, we we see that you know that um, the um, supervisor for the ISB who he has in his pocket, you know, we asks him, you know, you what, what do you sacrifice? And, and he he gives this fantastic monologue explaining that, you know, he sacrifices everything. He sacrifices his humanity. And yeah, in, a, he, but, in yeah. a way, he is very selfless. And then, you know, and then, uh, and then he, he just batters no down, isn't he? He just sort of just says, like, you know, shut up, basically, get on with the job. Yeah, <laughs> if I, really I'm going to need all the heroes I can get. I was like, Jesus Christ! But, 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 it's, but, but and also that's which interesting because, like, he in the idea that he he's built up something that he probably never going to see. Yeah, and in terms of like, you know, there are people who have. You know, rebels who have sacrifices themselves mm. for. Someone made an edit um, of like the scenes in Rogue One, to to his speech, saying, "You know, like, what was it like? Um, was it um, I burn? Was it I burn my decency for a sunrise that I know I'll never see?" And it shows Jin and and um, Cassian like hugging on the beach on um, Scarif as the Death Star like destroys the planet. Yeah, I, I, you, you know, forget. So, you forget he dies, don't you? Eventually, um, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. I mean, again, it's called all these sort of people, all these people who died, who died basically uh, in the rebellion to sort of basically set it up that you'd like, you know, the, the obviously the original films didn't really mention, obviously because it didn't really exist then. But I've got a question. You know, um, in Rogue One, the one who's head of the rebellion, uh, you know, she she's like, is it the same woman who's the senator or not? Is it the same? Yeah, woman? that's that's Mon Mothma. Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to be her, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Uh, that make that makes sense. <coughs> Have you guys heard of the interesting theory about Lufen? It's such a weird theory. Ah, uh, you you want about like the tinfoil hat one? What the that he's Pal- um, that he's a Jedi? Pal- no, no, that he's Palpatine. It's so funny, but obviously, that's so dumb. It, it's so dumb, but. The reason that he's Palpatine because he wants an excuse to kind of clamp it down on free, the freedoms. Oh, that, that's of so the dumb. That, that's, yeah, that's I know, I know. I Have know. you guys played The Force Unleashed? <coughs> yeah. That's basically the plot of that. Like, Keith, have you uh, ever uh, played that? The game, The Force, the game, The Force Unleashed, or the film? Yeah. Uh, like the um, the game. I didn't even know there was a game called the, the it, game. It was Force, it's this like oh you know it's about like Vader's a secret apprentice. Oh, is is that the one about um? Is it what's he called? Star Killer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's him. It, yeah. It, it's basically like um, he yeah, basically yeah. is used to to you know f- um, create this rebellion essentially to gather all of these rebel leaders for the Empire to essentially just kill them. Yeah, it's a bit of a so, stupid. So they try and like make out that the rebellion was created by the Empire. In order to, you know, um, what, what, did they, what did they say? Like a nip it in the bud, but obviously, but it's the, not counted anyway. So, you know, it's it's still and, like people like. Isn't, he, isn't he a clone? Isn't, isn't he like a clone? So like, yeah, he, he, he dies, makes the and then in the second he, one, he, he becomes a clone. He's like, he yeah. like a vat. He's like a vat full of like like twenty of them. Like, yeah, like, it's just yeah, it's a bit kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, it, I think it is they, they, they quietly wanted to just. Uh, Close that one down. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Lu- I don't think a Jedi. And I don't no. think. I'm glad that, that they. I hope they don't mention his job because I mean, like, it's too much. What's interesting is like watching this. I was watching Obi Wan Kenobi. Is Obi Wan Kenobi looks like kind of like the Jedi during the two episodes three and four, 
whilst Andor looks at the non-Jedi between episodes three and four. Well, the and normal I mean, people, isn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. You know, the, and the, I mean, the Jedi is only a small little I, section of the galaxy. They, they don't mention the Jedi at all in this whole show. There's not yeah. one word Jedi. Um, but but it, I, I feel so like good. there was no need. There was no need to. And and even if they did, it would just be like a, a, a real sort of, I don't know, like really like jarring inclusion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, there, there were some like, you know, little references. Like, you know, we... we um. You're one of the supervisors. I think it was that Lonnie, the uh, the informer. He says, you know, like, oh, you know, um, what's happening to this shipment? Like, oh, it's been not, it's en route to Scarif. So a little reference to Rogue One, you know. But also, apart from but, that, you know. But also, like, yeah, that's what I mean, like, there's no like forced kind of fan service in this show. Like, obviously, yeah, thank and God. if they do, if they do, obviously they are going to mention the, you know, the Star Wars galaxy and the law because that's you know it's it's. Situated in that, I mean, they can measure Palpatine because he's the head of the Empire, obviously, stormtroopers, one Mothma and stuff. But obviously, if you look at Obi Wan Kenobi, it is like you know, there is a lot of false fan service in there, and also, even though Rogue One is a brilliant film, there are moments of false fan service in there as well. You know, where we had like C3PO R2D2, and then there was always like a you know, the kind of reference to Obi Wan Kenobi in it as well. It felt really a bit too fancy. Well, even like that little that monk guy, you yeah. know, he why didn't they just make him a Jedi? He was like he was blind, yeah. but he wasn't force sensitive, but he, he could see or some weird shit. Like, I think part of that was also I think part of that was also Disney wanted to kind of this was back when Disney started pumping out Star Wars stuff, you know, after his kind of agreement with Lucasfilm. Hmm. And uh, with George Lucas, so obviously this is the second film after that, following Force Awakens. So they wanted to put a lot of stuff in to be like, okay, this is Star Wars. Hey, do you remember this? Hey, do you remember that? But now, kind <laughs> I of remember like, Star Wars. <laughs> but now I think Tony Gilroy has a bit more freedom to like make his own thing without shoving in fan servicey moments hmm. for the sake of it. Yeah, and I, also, I, I, the, oh, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, I, I was on a different topic. Um, yeah. But also, I'm like Star Wars Theory basically made this massive rant com- complaint because he saw the bricks and screws of Star Wars, and it's really just a bit kind of like what, why people complain about it, and now it's been a bit memed. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, it's like, are you really like there are people out there who don't like Andor, and I don't think they're using the good reasons why. I think it's because it's such a good show and, you know, it has some issues. You know, there are issues to the show, but when people, you know, like, fail to find an issue, they'll create one, right? So yeah. stuff like that, like... Hang on, isn't, like, the culture of Ferex, like, built around bricks? So why would he yeah. pull up the idea that... I, I don't know. Oh, I think bricks in Star Wars. I, I, think Pete, I, think I think he's basically trying to mean that, like, they're not being creative with, kind of, mm. like, the architecture and yeah. stuff. I, you know? I don't but, really see that as an issue. But then, all, yeah. then people also picking out the, the AK-47-looking guns in the Oh, house. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I saw so, that, yeah. You know, when I saw that, right, I thought <laughs> they were going for the idea that, oh, this is... They, they're so, you know, ill-equipped that it's not even like a blaster, you know, like a laser blaster like that we usually get. I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's a slug thrower. Like, it's a normal, like, bullet, you know, gun. I was like, oh, that, that's that's cool. It's like a little bit, you know, they're backward, you know, they're ill-equipped. But no, it's just a normal blaster that looks like an AK. They, they didn't only invade Afghanistan, the Russians. 
City <laughs> invaded a galaxy far, far away. I, I, I don't, I don't see the issue of that. To be honest, I, I yeah. don't. Like, I think what's happened is people have looked at Andor and be like, "This is a bit too down to earth than in the other Star Wars mm. stuff." With the idea, it's like, "Oh, they're they're, men- they're mentioning there are stuff in Andor where I'm like, Jip. Like when that cow has a stroke, yeah, the old man. Oh my god, yeah. That's the first time Son Star Wars has a stroke, and they actually call it a stroke. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, is stroke actually canon in Star Wars? People are getting annoyed by that, and I'm like, why? Like, you're trying to think of like another word to describe what a stroke is, something. I was more pissed off that they killed off that actor, the actor who died of a stroke. I really like him acting. I think he needs to die off, you know, for the plot. He needed to die off. No, it's a plot convenience. The idea is like. It's showing how um, horrible their their overseers are and and the game yeah. empire, isn't it? You know, it's the banality of evil. Just showing how like they they just evil, you know, and they just don't care about people. But also, they want to show they want Andy Andy Serkis's character to have the reason to switch. Yeah, well, didn't they? Yeah, that that's that's a good um, thing actually. What was your guy's favorite like speech or like monologue for the the series? Um. I definitely think it's the Lutheran one. Yeah. Lutheran one. Yeah. About about the sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, favorite speech. Because there's mm. um, uh, Marva obviously like post mortem, who like hologram at her funeral. Um, we also good. get I that was pretty good. That's uh, Kino. So our Andy Circus is saying like one way out, and also um, Nemec. So do you know like the guy who uh, he made the the manifesto. Him explaining about why terror and you know um, order will fail when like Cassian's just listening to it on like that little data pad thing magic he's got. It's very um, oh, what do you call it? It's something like a famous book that oh, I don't know, Communist Manifesto. Like, probably it's probably Uncom- based on a Communist Manifesto or something like. Um, but I like how that is like his that that manifesto is like read out he he said it in the beginning of the final episode hmm. um, it's good yeah but also talks about these people who basically you know set up their dream of what a you know a free galaxy would be but they obviously they die before it happens yeah. you know as i said that um you know the guy who makes the, the manifesto he ends up dying at the end of the heist um and i i also this also like how nothing is easy to get through. Like you know, so we've seen Star Wars before, where it's like, you know, like Luke, Leia, and Han and Chewie managed to like survive, like you know, killing the thousand stormtroopers and stuff. You know, <laughs> but that's plot armor. Say what you say about the show, but a lot of characters don't have plot armor, do they? You know, oh god! Like, no. Only the ones that obviously need the plot armor will have plot armor. Yeah. But like what you had like how many like the the members of the heist only two of them survived the uh, yeah. three survived at the end yeah and and like you know even you haven't really seen a lot of them but they do a lot to make you appreciate these characters and, and obviously when they die then you do feel yeah. like oh no shit you know like oh I like that character yeah but do you remember do you remember when he um he goes back uh to for the funeral of of um of his mum 
and he's kind of before he's even gone into the town he sort of has like a flashback to that guy sort of telling telling him how to sort of like weld these like parts like together yeah his dad yeah is that meant to be his dad basically yeah he, he he was the one that got killed, isn't it? By like when um the clone was it him who got shot when the clone yeah. basically come? He has that flashback and he's like standing on his own and they turn around and like shoot. You don't see it, but they like turn around. And he's like, the only guy standing in the middle of the street and they shoot yeah. him. That's the, that meant to be the dad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty cool though. That reference because it's like they were they were all clones, weren't they? So it must have been just after yeah. um, Order sixty six. I thought that was a, a nice little touch. It's because it's like it's it's kind of the whole. There's not really many sort of series Star Wars series that are made when you have like that sort of transitional period. It's either you know they go from the clones to the stormtroopers, and you don't mm. really see much of like the in between. Yeah. So it's quite interesting how it's all kind of in flux, and I think that's what Andor does quite well. You sort of see yeah, the whole, and the the whole transition basically. Bad Batch is really going to show the, the turn between the clone troopers to the stormtroopers. That comes out soon, doesn't it? The second, the second series. series. Second series, yeah. Is that next year or is it this year? I can't remember. Yeah, beginning of next year. Beginning of uh, next year. Big January. But even in the Bad ba- Batch, you see like proto stormtroopers, don't we? Like, um, so that's interesting. Um, so in the beginning of the series, do we have an idea that Andor is looking for his sister? Is that basically what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's looking for a sister who was lost from the planet he was from originally. Yeah, um, and then but then you don't really hear much about her after afterwards, do you? He kind of no, he gets too distracted. I guess that will reckon, come back, won't it? Yeah, we'll come back. His mother too. tells him to like you know leave her go because it's a fantasy trying to chase after her. Yeah, like no one no one survived from that planet, so just like let it go, basically. Yeah, that must have been the Republic that did that to that planet. Because this is before, uh, like, the Empire. This apparently, is, this that's, been the apparently that ship that landed in the flashbacks was sort of a separatist ship. Yeah. Hmm. Is it, and, and they were being poisoned, weren't they, by something? So Yeah. It's, I think, it's weird. Yeah. I think something got leaked in the ship, and that's what caused all these soldiers to be poisoned. Hmm. I don't know. They didn't really go into much detail about that, do they? No. Because um, that kind of, like, disappears after that. Um because this is this is device, isn't it? That uh, kind of that is important in that part. But um, but yeah, um, looking through. Um, so it's interesting looking at Mom Mothma and her kind of her battles to stop the rebellion in terms of money, because basically she basically is sending money through these bank accounts, but the empire is like it's getting suspicious now. So they're keeping tabs on her and they're checking the bank accounts and stuff. So she has to work with this, what do you say, this kind of like this dodgy kind of con man or something like that? Uh, I don't know. He's like a, a gangster, really, isn't he? Like a, <laughs> yeah. um, a profiteer or like a, a racketeer, I guess. Yeah. yeah, to kind of like, yeah, to kind of move money around. But to, to do that, she has to marry off her Typical daughter politician. to his son. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But what's interesting, they make a reference because what planet she meant to be from originally? They keep sort of mentioning it. I can't remember. But uh, Chandrila, and it's like a traditional like Chandrila like marriage ceremony kind of thing because like they they have like their own customs, their own certain ways of like doing things. It kind of seems they do like arranged marriages, don't they? Hmm. It kind of seems that's like the and like because obviously he what his he's oh, I have no I don't I don't don't demand anything just that you know your daughter meets my son who's like of a similar age and it's like kind of. Yeah, it's like a big deal for her, isn't it? Because it's kind of yeah. Well, she has no yeah. choice, though. She has to make a sacrifice. 
because she needs to do it. Support to rebellion. <laughs> yeah, <Nice>. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the husband's meant to be like, I don't know, he's not meant to be a drunk, is he? But he's meant to be, it's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Obviously, obviously they don't get on, but I, I, I don't really know. He's, he's, your, like. he's the opposite. He's like the opposite of what she is. Basically, he just doesn't care about what's going on to like the people being exploited in the galaxy. He's really much about like further his own like political career. But also he has an idea that like it's wrong to go on the wrong side of the empire as well. Yeah. So it looks at like her battles as well. And I mean, yeah, the rebellion for her perspective is the more political side. We're obviously gonna, you know, she's the political side of the rebellion, whilst Lutheran's kind of more of the kind of mil- military side, the militaristic side of the rebellion as well. Like she's the one who you know gets the money together, and he's the one that spends it on, you know, getting weapons and stuff like that. And it's interesting how what the show also does well is the rebellion has to make sacrifices in order for the empire to feel like they won. And who was that rebel that Lutheran and Lutheran and Sol Guerra discuss? Oh, um, Antor Krieger. We don't Anto really Krieger. see him. Yeah. No, but it kind of, like, I kind of get it, but I kind of, like, they allow Anton Krieger and his and his, and his his group to be captured and killed. Yeah. The, but the Empire can have, like, a bit of a win. I think I'll get Yeah. I think, I think it's, like, um, in uh, in chess, I think it's called, like, Zugzwang. It's, like, it's sacrificing, like, a lesser piece for a greater, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for like an, an eventual victory, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just like yeah. That's it. and I I like how you see it from like both perspectives. So you see like the you know the imperial setting their trap, and you know like debating on what's the best option to approach the situation. It it all seemed very yeah like professional and competent, and you know obviously like they 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 won. You know they they win that side of the battle. Well, it's a pyrrhic victory in the end, isn't it, for the mm. for the empire? It's like that. Yeah, um, they need to be distracted by this win mm. in order so they can keep their focus away from the growing sentiment of the rebellion. Um, because it's truly like the you can see that. Yeah, as I said, Lufin's been kind of building up this kind of rebellion, but obviously he's struggling to find kind of like, would you say Andor, Cassian Andor is kind of like the kind of the face of of the rebellion? Like, well, I guess, yeah, yeah. Or is it kind of more like... Or like, you know, like, just useful people, I think. Yeah, because the way that in, for like an Andor is they make Cassian Andor kind of like one of the faces of the rebellion, in a way. Mm. Yeah, but then they're, but then they're trying to get, they're trying to get rid of him, aren't they? So they actually really well, they're trying to they're get, get rid of they? him. They try to yeah. They don't trust him. They don't trust him. But also, it's kind of like we, you know, if he gets captured, he will talk. That's basically why they'll kill yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, loose end, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, and and that shows the greatness of Lutheran's character and rebellion. Whereas they're gonna have to kill people in order to survive. Do it, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's 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 and the empire kills to like keep order. 
as well. In well, a way, also, that's it's what like, Luthen says. Then yeah. he says, I, "I would say I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy." Yeah, but both sides are trying to survive. The Empire is obviously trying to survive in the face of like rebellion. They want to keep it going, while so rebellion has to kill as well to survive as well. The idea of rebellion like needs to be kept. You know, the idea of hope is a big thing in Star Wars, and hope needs to be kept in like people need to believe in hope needs and the rebellion does become hope but for all of that to continue sacrifices have to be made and yeah that, and the difficult decision to murder somebody so they don't they don't get forced under pressure to reveal the where the where rebels are hiding it's kind of like devil's advocate in the way isn't it um <laughs> But yeah, it's um, Tony Gilroy's done quite a lot of work on kind of um, political thrillers. He's done State of Play. He's done the Machu. Um, I think he did Martin Clayton and stuff. He's very, it's very, very political thriller, and it's very grey. As I said, it's very much. There's no heroes and villains on in like in like straight away like literally, you know, in black and white on on the screen. And also, like, it's so different to Star Wars because Star Wars is very. But it's also blurring, isn't it? I think, I, I guess, I guess, compared to like the older series and the older films, it's very clear who's the enemy and who's the good guy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, you look at Darth Maul. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm never going to say he's a good guy, but yeah. um, he literally looks like a devil. Yeah. Well, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> but what, 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 what the Clone Wars does well with the Darth Maul is they make him very sympathetic as a character because. They add more depth to the character rather than he's just an evil person for the sake of being evil. I think it's a bit stupid he comes back after he literally was cut in half. Yeah. That, it, it's, think... it's all to do with like the dark side and, you know, like, oh, through like anger and stuff, it gives you power. So he survived. Yeah. It's but, then they, dumb, they, but then they kind of develop him to make him more, I don't think sympathetic is the right word, but like a more like in depth character, don't they? Because he's kind of not entirely. Is it Star Wars Rebels? Like I haven't actually seen the, the the series. I've seen clips of it, but like he's kind of he's he's not good, but he's not bad. I don't. He occupies weird in yeah. between, doesn't he? But you know, he he's basically like he becomes their ally for a bit because they uh you know their objectives align. You know that's that's the only reason. And at the first opportunity to betray them, he does. You know, literally. That, yeah. that's the, like traditionally star wars is always like oh the bad guys you know they're all selfish so, so they're eventually going to betray each other and that's why they fail in the end because the good guys are selfless you know but i like how coming back to this show how like it, it i hate to say it dismantles star wars but it, it does explore you know like it's very meditative in fact that you know it goes into like the philosophy of rebellion and power and control and you know how far would you go to achieve something which you think is, you know, as a good outcome? You know, like, what, do the do the means justify the ends and all this stuff? I think it's really good. Yeah, definitely. If I I wasn't really a big fan of the um um the Narkina prison sort of like arc at the beginning, but then the outcome was pretty good actually. Yeah, I, I it was a bit it's a bit of a sideshow, isn't it? I can't. Yeah. Have... I, I don't know. It was a bit. I don't know. It's, it's quite funny though how he got arrested. It's kind of like yeah. um, you know, oh, you're out of breath. 
basically you're under arrest. You look dodgy. You're under arrest, yeah. basically. And then he get, and then he sort of sh- he speaks up and gets six years instead of like six months for his like prison sentence. And it's just like all kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's quite it's quite funny. But the guys, he meant to be they meant to be stormtroopers, aren't they? But they're like kind of like a different kind of armor, aren't they? They kind they're of they're um, shore troopers. Yeah, they were in Rogue One as well. And they they were totally yeah. Jedi, like beach like beach ones, basically beach bum. Yeah, I, I don't, they, they were also in the. Um, uh, Endor as well. Were they the ones on the bikes? No, oh, no. They're, 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 they're scout. Yeah. They're scout troopers, aren't they? They, they look. They look. They have that like distinctive um, yeah goggle, don't they? You know, so, they were the ones that one of them punched um, Baby Yoda in in, in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, and then that and then that wrote the is it the assassin droid that's been like yeah, figured like kills them basically. Yeah, that's talking talking about droids. Um, we we see enforcer droids, so like like K two in Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's that was pretty cool. Isn't it? Like yeah. basically, it's, it's kind of like a a, a a throwback to Rogue One, isn't it? But it's kind of obviously from the other perspective because these are normal enforcer droids, kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah, it's funny. But I do find it weird in Star Wars or how it's kind of they've gone from the Clone Wars where basically everything was fought with droids, which is, you'd probably think would be more advanced, and they've kind of gone back to just using people again, and then they just I mean they still yeah. use droids, but. I think it's yeah, because, like, yeah. um, it's it's like in the Dune universe where people are now so afraid of like droids and stuff that they they they're afraid to use them, or, or they just hate them outright. Like, um, in in the New Hope, right, when R two and C three PO try and go into the cantina, the like the buzzer goes off and the guy's like, "Hey, no droids." <laughs> yeah. In the, in, the, in the Dune universe, there was this massive machine uprising, wasn't there? Yeah, the um. The Butlerian Jihad. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it. That's it. So that's why Jesus, and, they've, gone, they've gone religious as well. Then yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, the, not the, only have they yeah, been conscious, the, the, the they've Doom, become religious. The book, I mean, I mean, when the film came out, they had to tone it down a bit. Yeah, you know what you're on about them like being religious. Haven't you ever seen Battlestar Galactica when the Cylons are going to church? No, I, ha- I haven't seen Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So, like, uh, the humans in Battlestar, <laughs> they believe in, like, um, like the pantheon of gods, like the, the Greek gods or whatever. But the, the machines believe in one god. And, <laughs> and it's, it's a really funny scene where they're in, like, the, the robot church. This is very Futurama. But they go to the robot church. And, you know, when you go in and you have to, like, you have to, like, almost, like, go onto a knee and, like, bow your head. All the Cylons are doing that. Fuck's sake. It's that, so dumb, honestly. All I think of Battlestar Galactica is from that clip from that Simpsons Star Wars special. Like, oh, that must be at least two decades old now. Oh, yeah, and I it, know you can say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it anyway. And go it goes on. like, it's like the, the, the droids from Battlestar Galactica, they, they kind of look like men, don't they? They're like cyborgs, don't they? Yeah. Like white, and it's like versus the versus the gay robots from Star Wars. It's just a picture of C3PO <laughs> and R2D2. God, and it's just, sick. And it's basically C3PO is getting the shit like, pile, like, Beaten out of him by one of the Battlestar Galactic droids. He's like, God save me, R2. <laughs> <laughs> like Hi- highly recommend you watch it. Oh, it's so funny. That's the one with Mark Hamill. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's in Mark uh, Hamill, then and then he gets yeah. like Homer has to save him, doesn't he? Because like yeah. he gets like mobbed by like, the forks. nerds. Oh wait, that's um that's the episode. Yeah, he, he comes and he's and the mafia gets pissed off him, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a bodyguard, um, isn't he, for Mark Hamill? So, coming back to Andor, what um, <laughs> did you guys think of uh, B2, like the little the little red droid? I thought it was very cute, actually. Yeah. There was, um, um, someone like feeling, someone mentioned it. online that the only reason he has a stutter is because he's suffering from um, PTSD. Damn, what's he seen? I know. 
That's like R2D2, where it's but like. It, didn't you fucking, like, didn't you think it was really sad when he was like, Mar- Marva's died? And he, he's like, oh no, like, I want to stay here. I want, I want to see Marva. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. It, it's not even real. It's a fucking. It's a, it's a coffee table. <laughs> But well, I think, I, yeah. I think they're putting, they're putting personality in these droids, aren't they? These droids have actually got, like, consciousness. Yeah, well, like, like my, my favourite... They talk like as a person, don't they? They're like, yeah. you, know, you, can, you can stay here, you can come with me. Same thing they did with C-3PO and R-D2. They've got oh, consciousness. And I fucking... Got... Everything with B2, I was fucking crying. I'm not going to lie. It was so sad. Yeah. What, what's he, he, what's he going to do now? When he, when he got knocked over, I was like, oh, God, they killed him. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they've, 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 <laughs> my boy. They've killed him. <laughs> they, they massacred my boy. <laughs> Look what they've done to my boy. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> but like, my my favorite droids are from like the Tony Gilroy era of Star Wars. It was probably yeah, like B two and and K two actually the enforcer. Apparently, apparently K two is is going to be sitting second season. Oh, yeah. he has to. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you you know, like the guy who voices him, I'm Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's he's a, he's he's a great voice actor. He's done loads of stuff. Yeah, he, he's, he's really yeah. good. Yeah. Do you ever see Knight's Tale though? He's in Knight's Tale. Yeah. yeah. He's um, but he you played, but him. because he's so good at like doing voices. Like when I actually first saw that film, I didn't even know Alan Tudyk was then. It's quite an old film now. It's like early noughties, I think. But he puts on like a really good like sort of. It's not like a British accent. It's but it's more than that. It's like a, he puts on like a really sort of like good like working like working class like dialect kind of thing. Yeah. And you, you, I fully thought he was British because it's like so convincing his, um, his kind of voice. But like, yeah, he's a he's a really good actor. I'm just trying to think what else he, he's doing. Loads of stuff though. He's in, um, uh, you know, Moana, like one of those like Disney Pixar things. Oh god, I haven't seen it, but I saw it's really funny. Like behind sure, the scenes, sure, 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 you haven't. Uh, yeah, I'll, okay. Just, just, just been told by a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, well, my friend said that um, behind the scenes. You see him sort of like voicing this chicken, and all he's doing is doing like vocalizations, so like chicken noises, and he's like laughing behind the scenes. Saying, "Oh, I went to like him. Was it like um, it's really like big, like Californian, like um, arts college, <laughs> Cal, Cal Arts. Like I went, I went to Cal Arts. I just see him just like voicing this chicken in like this big budget film. Oh my Amazing. god, he's, we, uh, he's really uh, fun in uh, Firefly, actually. Voice, voice acting is hard. Hmm. It's apparently it's hard. So you've got to convey emotion through mocaps and stuff. Yeah. For your words. Uh, so would, would you class um do the guy who plays the Mando, would you class him as just being a voice actor in the Mandalorian? The what who, who wait, plays so, the wait, 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 who, who plays so what, sorry? Pedro Pascal um, is not Pedro Pascal, under, yeah. He's not under the No, because he? he's actually got a help he's actually acting, isn't he? He's actually there. Uh, like, m- moving most around. of the time it wasn't him. Was it not? No, it was um a couple of people. One of them was John Wayne's grandson. Uh, one of them was like this um this fella. Happy he's like anniversary a, pilgrim. Uh, get off your horse and drink your milk. <laughs> I I am Genghis Khan. <laughs> I I did feel though like he I did think that because like, I don't think Pedro Pascal's a very big guy, is he? And in some of the scenes, no. like, he does look like he looks massive, and it's like eh. like they, they give him like massive shoulders, don't they? Yeah, he well, he looks he just looks like very athletic, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, He's, he's he's very slight. Like you see him in like Game of Thrones. He's he's got very narrow shoulders. Yeah, and but then, then some, yeah. something he's beefcake. <laughs> Absolute unit. <laughs> when is when does season three of that come out? Because like season one and two came out quite quickly, and then it's been what, two hmm. years now. For, how many uh, years? At least two years. Well, I guess he was in the Book of Boba Fett as well, wasn't he? No, it's uh, season three's coming out in February. 
I, okay. If I'm That's totally okay. honest, I'm not that hyped up for it. No, it's been too long. They just left yeah. it too long. And now I'm just a bit like, well, this is other stuff now. To well, no, I think what's happened also, Big Boba Fett kind of ruined it a little bit by basically being like, okay. I don't think he should Yoda's, have been in it. Baby Yoda's gone off to Luke Skywalker and now he's come back to Mando. You're like, okay. So it makes the last scene of season two pointless. Yeah. So yep. it's like, okay, what, like... I assume now then that baby Yoda's just gonna stay with Amando. Well, yeah, I guess he has to now. He's he can't just go back to Luke Skywalker later on. It's a bit like that was some dumb bit of uh, writing. I think they made such a big fuss about it, didn't they? Like you know, Luke, fucking Luke Skywalker came and, and saved them and took baby Yoda away, or Grogu or whatever. Um, and then yeah, like the next time we see him, oh no, you have to go back to you know, Daddy. You have to go back to Mando. No, I feel I, I feel like Book of Boba Fett was basically Disney didn't really have enough faith in Boba Fett to actually run his own show. Did you guys like, like the Book of Boba Fett? What's like your opinion on it? <sighs> some some scenes I like. Uh, out of ten, out of ten, give it out of ten like a number. Uh, five. Oof. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah. yeah, like I think I think it's a bit harshly. I would give it maybe a six or so. I, I, don't, yeah. I think people people are a bit too harsh. The yeah, I think also Robert Rodriguez is a good director. He's not a good showrunner. Like, ugh. well, I'm pushing it saying he's a good director. He can direct good <laughs> stuff. But also, I mean, there are some really dumb decisions he makes for the Book of Boba Fett. Um, and the plot seems to go all over the place where you don't actually know where it's going. Um well- like, I, I don't get why they set up Boba as, like, you know, he's the new head honcho, right? He's now sitting the throne that Jabba the Hutt sat. He's the next, like, crime lord, right? But no, 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 now in, like, the show, he's a benevolent crime lord. And you're like, what? So he's a crime lord, but he's a good guy. Like, what the fuck is going on? You reckon it's like, that show? Don, Don Vito, like, you know, he's not a good guy, is he? Don Vito was a fucking mafia boss. I don't get it. Um, but but I feel like Bo- Book of Boba Fett was made just so like people can stop complaining about like when's the Boba Fett film going be made. But like, hold on, look, we've got a show. Here we go. But also, because it's tied to the Mandalorian, we need to have the Mandalorian in it. Yeah. And I think that's why. Honestly, throughout all the shows that's come out this year for Star Wars, this is the. <clears throat> and or is the, the best in my, in my opinion um it's literally like it's it 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 makes it makes decisions that and also it's not very political is it the show in terms of obviously being like political thriller there's no like you know there's no politics like modern day politics which was slashing in, in your face you get what i mean there's no agendas is it it's well, not pushing. Like... I mean, people say, you know, like, why is Star Wars so political? I, I, I'm of the opinion that it was always political, but it, it sort of delved into it's, the sort of discussions. It's in the, it's, it's in the name. It's Star Wars. War yeah, it's war. Political, yeah. Isn't it? but, yeah. but like, it, it always sort of deals with the ideas that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you were born in the 40s, the 80s, or, the, you know, the 2000s, whatever. It, like, society will always be under pressure from these certain issues. So, you know, like... um sort of degradation of, of freedoms in favor of security you know like, like um terror you know and, and like liberty and and g- good people trying to rise up against oppressive governments you know like stuff which 
will always affect people because people are assholes. You know, yeah. governments seek control over freedom. But we... yeah, some people I think project their own po- politics into it. And with Obi-Wan Kenobi, that should have gone better if they had more episodes rather than six episodes. Well, in that's the thing, yet. right? You, you Can- think... Cancel it. Awful series. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's already finished, well, like, mate. But don't you think, right, like, Obi-Wan, well, Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi as a character, as a cash cow, right? I'd say he's on par with, like, say, Baby Yoda, right? But Or, or like, Luke Skywalker. But... They gave Andor 12 episodes, and it, from what it looks like, a much bigger production value, whereas they gave Obi-Wan, what was it, like six episodes? I just don't if, understand. If fathers I just, believe. Yeah. I, I don't really understand what they were trying to do, to be honest, with, with Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Like, why was it only six episodes? Why did they not really... They're just the plot was garbage. I don't really it's understand. Rubbish. I don't yeah. understand what they were trying to do, that really. That woman, you know, like the woman who is the... Um, uh, Inquisitor. That could have been a fascinating villain, right? If we'd had more time to sort of, you know, like go into her history or her motivations and her ultimate goals, right? But like, and oh, it just fell apart. Honestly, you know, and also when I watched like the fourth episode, it's like thirty minutes long. You're like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. That yeah. did kind of question why I had a Disney Plus subscription, actually. <laughs> have you guys seen tales of the jedi what, what was your opinion on 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 those little episodes i thought it was fun yeah i thought it was good i thought it was I, re- I really like the dooku dooku That's, yeah yeah dooku is great um it's interesting to see like his untold tales but also kind of like also see kind of uh like plot like gaps filled in as well like yeah how did yeah. dooku turn to the dark side how what happened to yaddle and stuff like that <laughs> Yeah, and it creates it creates more questions. Like, why is Yoda talking backwards? You know, <laughs> it's just like it's, it. It makes it generates more questions. It's like, you know, but I, I, and I think it's something we know. It's only like sixteen episode, sixteen minutes each episode, and there's enough you could do. It's got its own beginning, middle, and end. Um, some episodes are obviously like a bit kind of fillery, but hmm. it's something that. I feel like it can be done. It's, it, I feel like it's very cheap to do, and it's something. To, it's something uh, Disney can pump out while you're waiting for like the next. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like show. a it's like yeah. a stocking filler, isn't it? It's just to keep, yeah. it's just to like throw you throw you a bit of meat to keep you satisfied while you wait for the for like, yeah. the main. And I but think especially it's... you know like the animated stuff. You know, I think people are willing to give it more leverage. I, like it, it, obviously, like the animation style is very stylized. So people aren't going to sort of, you know, like jump on it and say like, oh, you know, the production value, I guess, isn't up to as much when they've, they're sticking to this very, um, I'd say, sort of a very self-actualized style of animation. You know, like yeah. looking at where it started, sort of like in the original Clone Wars and seeing where it's come, you know, people have, have I guess, like grown used to it or like become accustomed to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fun. What, what are you guys' opinions on kind of, and or be more adult. And uh, do you think that is a direction the Star Wars should go into more in the future? Definitely. I think there's a big market there. And I think also when they like the new trilogy when they show they try to make it for everyone, it just goes down like a cup of cold sick. So I think it's a bit you like you can have stuff for children to watch in Star Wars, 
Also, I think this should be stuff that's a bit more kind of like you know stuff for the adults as well. Gritty, gritty down to yeah. I mean, realistic. what sh- what like surprised me about Andor was like I think I, me- I messaged you Welsh like uh, literally I watched the the Foster first episode Andor message Welsh like the first episode it takes place in the brothel like the yeah. first scene is in the brothel and he guns like, down two people in an alley. Guns down two. He guns down one person and, and, and that's he the hero. Merc- cold bloody merc- <laughs> cold kills a guy. He's still alive, um, and wants mercy. There's literally like there's literally scenes of like after sex and stuff, and they literally swear in it. And it's like you know, obviously, I don't want to see like I I don't see Game of Thrones levels of like really oh, on top. Yeah. But somebody said that Andor felt very much like a hate more of a HBO show than a Disney Plus show. And I think also that also comes down to the kind of just the, the set design mm. just looks just amazing. Um, and um, I can't remember what they used for the kind of... The, it's more practical effects with Andor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, they were on location, weren't they? They built yeah. sets, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like that sort of like the the, the like Miami uh, planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> that was filmed in like, um, like Lincolnshire, I think. You're joking. Yeah, yeah. It was like a really like overcast day as well, and they tried to make it seem like a tropical. You can you can go to that beach, and do you know when the enforcer droid put him up on that like big windbreak sort of thing. You yeah. can go there. Oh, okay, so the show didn't actually use Starcraft digital technology. I th- so I is... think that's good. Yeah, because the Mandalorian yeah. used it. Um. But they didn't use it, which I think it's um, which I think it's uh, it's a good idea. It was a lot of show, It was refreshing. Yeah, a lot actually. It's been using quite a lot of uh, shows and films recently. House of Dragon, eighteen ninety nine. The, the Acolyte is going to be using it as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's you know it is refreshing. Mm. I'm, trying find, um... I'm trying to find this beach now where they where they filmed it. Yeah, Clever, Cleverly's, um, Cleverly's Beach. Is that, is that the it, one? Yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, I think, go on. I, I don't think it's in Lincolnshire. It's, it's definitely like in the north of England, I think. But um, there's Lancashire. Uh, Lancashire, Cleverly Lancashire. Beach. <laughs> oh, I, want to, I want to know where they filmed um, the heist, those landscapes. You know, when the heist. Um, oh, that yeah. was in. Um, it must be in Scotland. That, that was in Britain somewhere, I think. Um, it definitely looked like Scotland, didn't it? Like very frigid, um, like Highlands. Yeah, and they were also um, well, they they, they made a, a big change to um, Mar- Marva's speech at the end. You know, you know, I wake up early and fight these bastards, and then she finishes off with fight the empire. But it was originally going to be fuck the empire. Oh, I wish they kept that in. Yeah, they changed it. Oh my god! Yeah, can you imagine the first f bomb in Star Wars? Oh, god. I was I, I thought it was quite weird when yeah at the beginning you know like one of um the the sergeant or whatever of like the security force he was like saying you know like, he was swearing it's like shit yeah and then they started saying bastard and stuff I was like Jesus like this is apparently they edited it I think on because it went on FX and they edited it where it's like it was something else. We didn't say shit. It was like crap or something. But well, Star Wars is always made up like. But, um, but, but you could tell that it's a different guy saying crap. 
because really? when they cut out and it's, 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 it sounds like a different guy saying crap. It's so off off putting. Oh god! But, like um, they really did make the empire scary. Like you know when um, they they're like training or something in like the the valley, and then they see the tie fighter like um, they come really low, and that like the, the tie fighters scream like holy shit. That, that, that is terrifying, yeah. isn't it? That reminds you, like, it's like RF Valley, isn't it? It's like based off, like, yeah. Where I, I, they must have based it off that, like, how yeah. they're sort of like, I mean, that, that screaming through that, they're sort of really like low, sort of green valleys. It's like, that's literally mm. RF, RF Valley, like in North that, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if like, it was like filmed there, maybe. Or... Yeah. That, that, um, that tie fight chase after highs was brilliant. The music and the. Mm. The lights and then there's you know, I, I thought they made the pilots well. the pilots are really cool, didn't they? I, like the, yeah. uh, oh, the TIE fighter pilots, yeah. yeah. But I always find that like, they get in and, and like and then they start like twisting these like little knobs, like you yeah, see them, yeah. They, they have this they have this like weird little like DJ board looking thing. Have you seen nice. they get in and, yeah. and there's like these little knobs they just like like just twist these little knobs and that's it kind of thing. But I, I think, like, I'm uh, yeah. like a sucker for like each time I see a new design for like a stormtrooper. Cause they look really slick, don't they? It's they like do, it looks like I, plastic. I, I, but... I do I do like my Death Troopers. Death uh, Troopers are the best. Yeah. When they, black, when they black, put on, yeah. they're like, oh my god. I know they're yeah. just relegated to being like, essentially bodyguards for like officials, but um, doesn't um, Dedra, doesn't she have a couple in the last episode? She did, yeah. She yeah. Isn't it by Death Troopers, they're like biochemically but, but built though? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they're there's some weird humans. law. I thought they like, um, human, aren't they? They, they, they radio scramble, you can't understand it. So it's just like... Yeah, like you can't understand it. It's really cool. Is that it's on like, purpose? Is that so? Like, yeah. other people, is that only so they can communicate to each other, or, or what? I think like, so. Yeah. yeah, I think like I, I don't know what like the deep lore is for it, but I kind of like the idea that by doing that, yeah, like only they can understand them, but like it makes them seem like very inhuman as well. Did you guys notice that there's not much stormtroopers used until like the right the end? Now, do you think that was a reason, or do you reckon they wanted kind of a bit more men with helmets, like you know? There's, you know, they were like, you know, like the guards really with helmets rather than proper stormtroopers. I think they'd get maybe give them like a more human face because it's funny because like the yeah. riot, the riot crew, weren't they? That like the riot squad were like they just had that helmet, you know, yeah. So that they mm. kind of not. not and, I, guess um, I guess it's kind of maybe ram home the point like if the stormtroopers are there, like it's a serious problem, like they're like a last, yeah, yeah, a last uh, resort kind of thing. So yeah, then you open, mm. you go full, you know, I don't know, yeah. Because, you know, like, the video. idea that, like, it, it, traditionally, like, in Star Wars, the bad guys are, have always been, like, a faceless enemy or, like, an inhuman enemy, you know, where originally, yeah, it was, like, the stormtroopers, faceless, very inhuman, so it doesn't matter when they die. Yeah. Because they're, they're evil. You know, they're, they're not human. And then when it comes to the prequels, the bad guys have robots, don't they? Like, the droids. They're not human, so you don't really feel yeah. bad when they die. Um, but, yeah, like, in this, as you said, like, I, I want to be really cynical and say it was something to do with budget, but then, like, what you've said, yeah, it's good, because it, it just makes them seem as if they're just tools within a system. That, yeah, they are, they are human, but, you know, it, 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 this is tragic. You know, like, it doesn't matter, you know, like, if one side is winning. War, you know, nobody wins in war. That riot was horrendous. I what I mean is, like, a storytelling perspective, it was fantastic, but it just shows, like, the, the waste of war. You know, like um, the, uh, I forget like the the fella's name, but he has that like IED, and he and he throws oh, it, like, yeah. and it, it blows up all of like the grenades. 
and everybody suffers. Yeah, that's all just carnage. It's horrendous. Yeah, it, war is waste. You and know, then they try they try and kill the bellman, don't they? And then he just yeah. chucks, chucks the guy off the bell tower. Spartan kicks him off the tower. That's like good. It's like a Wilhelm scream. Like, yeah. Oh, was it really? Was it Wilhelm? No, it wasn't Wilhelm scream. But it was like it was like a really like high pitch kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it's quite funny. But yeah, I I really like how they characterize Ferex. Like it felt really homely by the end. Like industri- it was like a big community, like very industrious kind yeah. of like. They, it's, it was all like massive chimneys everywhere, and everyone works like mm. in a in a mine or a factory or whatever. And like when, all the, gl- um, the gloves on the wall. Yeah, very cool. It, uh, I think that they do that so they can keep an eye, so like you can't take stuff back with you, and like you know maybe. I think it's like there's a place for yeah. everyone and all this, you know. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more like you show up to work. So it's like kind of like it shows you're at work if you take the gloves up, maybe. Hmm. What's interesting uh, with Cat- oh, I, I think uh, so, sorry, sorry, um, Bolton. I I think it's um down the mine to show that you were in the mine. You would take your like um like your disc, like your like little card that showed that you were in work. Yeah. And obviously, when you came back from the, when you came up from the mine, when you're on the surface, you put it back on the thing to sh- say that you weren't in the mine. I, it might be like something like that, like this very like. Yeah, this this really like tightly knit industrial community. It's just a clock in clock out card, isn't it? <laughs> just to show that <laughs> yeah, you, something just to show you come, just to show you come to work and how much to pay you, basically. <laughs> so like nobody raised eyebrows when fucking Andor's uh, you know gloves were like untouched. They were just collecting dust or something. He don't work, doesn't he? Just scrounging yeah. off the state. <laughs> too busy in those brothels on um, too, too, too too busy getting free accommodation in that prison. <laughs> To be fair, actually, oh. he was he he was working, was he? So to be fair, he was he was yeah. working, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> too busy <laughs> nicking, <laughs> causing problems. What that that um, what I was gonna say, Nuno Casanando talks about like, how the empire is so fat and full of themselves. Mm. It's interesting he says that because the empire think that they have got the upper hand. They think that like, oh, this is. I feel like the before is the empire dealt with a little bit of you know kind of unrest and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, we'll be able to sort it out and all that. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, the drilling sounds good. Uh, but basically, I feel like they can become so in, 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 not intolerant, but they're basically so like let's say fat for themselves. They didn't expect like this little little protest to escalate a full of wire hmm. didn't they they were like oh we've got our hand and then like someone threw, throws a grenade and blows out a bunch of uh troopers and it's our point even um what, what's her name the uh who's imperial um yeah oh, Deidre, yeah she gets caught up in all of that and she nearly dies yeah like it she, so, she loses uh, her composure, doesn't she? This, you know, she throughout the season she seemed very composed and you know, like level-headed. And then when things weren't, you know, she lost lost her cool. I wouldn't say she was like, um, you know, like a, a, a damsel in distress character, but she needed saving. You know, it sounded and like Cyril it's... Khan didn't do it out of any sort of like romantic interest. He wants to get into her good books so that he has, you know, employment opportunities. So but... Cyril Khan is, is slimy. Yeah, he is. He is. 
And I feel know, like a lot of the Empire, they all backstab each other and they were used each other to club the lands. But I, I feel like Cyril Khan like, wants like progression, but he does respect like order and authority. But Deirdre is a true like imperial. Like you know, she, she she allows like this torture to go forward, but I think it's only because she sees it as the lesser evil to create, you know, peace, isn't it? Peace and order. You know the ISB, she's still, you know, she's still part of evil, I guess. You know the, you know the ISB, yeah, yeah, that room when they all gather and then Anton Lesser's like the the head of it. Yeah, there's there's only one woman there, isn't there? So oh, is that is that Dedra? Yeah, so huh. I kind of feel like Dedra is trying to make a name for herself in a male-dominated workplace. Oh, okay. Well, like, I didn't, I, I didn't really think that was a thing in Star Wars. What? Um, it's sort of like you know the glass ceiling and stuff. I don't know, but that's just me. That's me, mate. I did film studies. This is me analyzing that scene. So, <laughs> um, oh, the snap. blue curtains are blue. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the blue curtain represent? Yeah, the, the room is really pretty much dominated by men, and then you've got a Dave and she's the only female. So, in a way, her trying to get, bring Cassie Ann on is her to kind of like get in the good books hmm. and progress. But obviously, but she, now she, she's fucked up, so she's gonna have to, you know, next season, she is it's gonna be her trying to. Regain a reputation because the reputation mm. definitely were lost from the yeah. aftermath. That that guy, isn't it? Um, Gledden? Yeah. Um, did, did you think that was quite um, like jarring seeing Doc Brown in Star Wars? What? Do, that that um, Gledden, like the guy who she goes up against in the ISB, that's Doc Brown, like the the actor and rapper. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I don't you know, know why he, he did. Um, he did a quality street with um, um, David Brent. <laughs> he, he's like you know a stand-up comedian as well. So I thought he was re- he was good, very good actor. But I thought it was very jarring seeing him in Star Wars. The same when I first saw you Andy bloody... Circus, because they did announce that Andy Circus would appear in the show, but I didn't know about this until I actually saw. I, him did, in the show. I didn't know about. I didn't know about this. So seeing it, I was like, holy shit, that's Andy Circus. I was like, it, fucking hell. I just got so confused because when you said Doc Brown, I was like, Back to the Future. I was like, oh, like, Christopher you're... Lloyd. <laughs> I, was like, what, I was like, what are you on about? Like, <laughs> fuck's sake. He's still going. He's 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 very old now, but he's still, yeah, still he's, very he's, much he's, going. He's going to be the Mando season three, he is. Fuck off, is he? We, 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 we covered it. At one... Did we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll have two Doc Browns in Star Wars. I mean, the Empire is very competitive, isn't it? They're all like slimy yeah, and yeah. trying to bring yeah. up on, on the other. They're, they're all like trying to backstab each other to get ahead, basically. Aren't but they? Weren't, mm. weren't, weren't, weren't the Nazis? They're all like competitive and trying to backstab each other, weren't they? Um, well, they're evil, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I did think it was good how Anton Lesser's character, like the you know like the the head honcho of like the the room, he, he like you know warned her to like watch her back. I thought that was really good, like to show that. You know, yeah, like these aren't just the evil for the sake of being evil. They will look out for each other as long as they sort of don't get in each other's way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I still think that, you know, I, I don't know his real his, his name, but yeah, they're all obviously in for it, you know, each other. But um, do you know who that fella with the mustache was, Keats, who came in and was like overseeing their work? 
guy with the mustache who came in and overseeing their work. Yeah. In, 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 in what part? In... Um, so I think it was just after the Aldani raid, uh, the heist, where they stole the money. He brought, uh, he came in and saying, like, you know, the ISB will be looking at this directly now. You know, you'll have oh, horrible authority, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Do you know no, who, who that who is? is? Who, His that? name is Wolf Ularan. He was the, um, in the Clone Wars, he was Anakin's, like, admiral. He was the one that sort of flew Anakin around on, like, the ships. And um, mm. he was the narrator for each episode of the Clone Wars, like, the opening. Yeah. Narrator, where the same guy voiced him. Yeah. He was like you know like a, a war hero, and now I didn't know about essentially... this. I, I didn't know about this until I read I read read up on it. And I was really, like, oh, yeah. I I immediately recognised him only because like he, he was in the um the heads of staff in the Death Star in the first film. Yeah, he is. He was the yeah. he was in there like the guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him. like seeing him like you know the head of essentially the Star Wars SS. It is it is very good like seeing him in it. He, he, he's only like got white hair because of Anakin Skywalker. Well, no, would you say the eyes been more Gestapo than SS? Um, so oh yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, so like secret, secret police, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then more like uh, yeah, they're kind of working in the shadows, aren't they? Because they have like undercover agents, don't they? That guy who gets yeah to the end. That that guy <laughs> was such a bad spy. He was. I know. He's like so he loud, walking like, in walking and around. asking about shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not a spy, honest. Like, okay. <laughs> Did you see the um the arrester cruiser? You know when um uh, Luthan's in his ship and he gets um By such beat. a sick ship. So yeah, it looks really a, cool. It's a really, right? it's a, it's a really weird shape, isn't it? It's uh it is the original design for a star destroyer for a new hope. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was designed by a fella called Cantwell in in real life now, but it, it's been put into Star Wars now as like yeah, like this like new like ship. I thought it was pretty cool. It, it, the idea was it basically like it it it, it basically captures a ship that's that's yeah kind of, uh... yeah it is it, it is basically called an arrester, so, you know like, but um, the countermeasures like Luthen has like those like whatever it was. Yeah. So and then, and then he has like lightsabers out the side of his ship or something. Oh yeah, the 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 yeah. But a bit, it's, bit, it's very uh, cool. Over, a bit uh, unfair if you ask me to be honest. He has yeah. <laughs> he he goes up against was it like a couple of ties? I think there was like a bomber as well. But then like but then like his ship is that has that kind of its own personality, doesn't it? It has like it's like uh yeah, the that's, that's, that's the thing. That's something I don't think you really see before. I thought it was interesting. Like most, like most of the time, the ships are just operated by either droids or by humans. But this one had like its own AI, which was kind of like almost yeah. not conscious, but like it kind of he would just tend to do stuff, and it would you know. In Solo, the Millennium Falcons is an AI, doesn't it? Like, oh, because... but that's only because they put that um, the really weird like droid in it. I I, she, I can't she, even remember what it's called. She yeah. does, then she becomes an AI for the Millennium Falcon, which does it's kind of pointless because yeah. great film know. that. Yeah, I, I I think it was all right. I liked the the train Boo. heist scene from it. That was pretty good. Awful film, terrible film. <laughs> Must it might be actually one of the worst ones in Star Wars to be honest. After like the new trilogy, Ooh. It, was, it it was a film that we really wanted. That's the thing. Well, people wanted it, but like I think, I think people were expecting people like I don't know. 
you know, they weren't expecting to get like an, an explanation for every fucking thing. You know, how he got the Millennium Falcon, how he met Chewie, how he got his gun. You know, it, it's it's just dumb, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't really needed. It wasn't really necessary. Um, what do you guys think of the post credit scene, the Death Star? You have seen this now, Keats, haven't you? No, you you haven't seen it. Amazing, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was you know. Re- revealing what those like things that they were working on were for. Is that a time jump? Because I swear that's like it's literally it's literally finished. I, I think it is. I think it was just to give some context to what the prisoners were working on. They, they sort of mention they, they they sort of mention like they it, don't they, they briefly they mentioned like whatever they're building here is so important they can't stop production. That's why they're like yeah. having to they can't let people leave. Like mm. they're, they're they're really nervous. They need need they need this stuff to keep yeah. being produced. Because like um, they, they in like the books especially they make like a big deal about yeah like there's a lot of like material like building materials are going missing, and it's like hush hush it's like off the books and people like you're know, starting like well where the fuck is all this material going yeah because so people know the that something's have, happening the Senate have no idea what's going on but it's definitely it's like yeah. kept secret isn't it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they want to keep it secret. So otherwise, I think they would spook everyone if they found out yeah. what they're actually doing. And then once it's built, it's too late, isn't it? They have to like cut. They, they have to like well, do as they say. That's another reason as well why they disband the Senate, isn't it? Because they now have the Death Star, which you know, um, as, as Tarkin said, you know, fear will keep the systems in line. You know, so they have they have an issue with you know like this. Oh, these natives are playing up again. Get the Death Star over there and just obliterate the planet, <laughs> and and all the other planets would be like, "Oh, we're okay now. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's no it's problem." Like gun, gun, gunboat diplomacy on steroids. <laughs> well, isn't isn't um like Ray, Reagan, isn't it? Like we said, like um uh, might versus right, not might equals right. I think it was. Yeah, and basically, just you send like a you send like a, a like a ship over to the country where it's not very happy. You just bombard it, and then they basically yeah. give way. <laughs> Except this time, you just destroy it, <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. <laughs> It's kind of funny oh. looking at Death Star where like they spent years building this and then like in the space of like a couple of months it just gets destroyed. <laughs> well, it, because... it, it was so, you know, with, without the, the help of the Force, isn't it? Oh. Like, ah, <sighs> oh, the Force. <laughs> and no, a very like, conv- convenient little hole floor it's in it it's literally, it's literally operational in this like... This fully operational battle in, like, station. In Rogue One and then a couple of months later... Or like a couple of weeks later, I don't know how long it, it how long the length of the in the galaxy, you know, in how long in 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 the film time is in a new hope, but it gets destroyed like quite quickly, isn't it? I say days. The days, yeah. 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 Um Big oof. But but like do you know the, the director of the Death Star project, uh Krennic? Do you reckon he'll make an appearance in the second season? Um, I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it. Um, and hmm. unless he has to, I feel like unless they they really focus on the Death Star next season, I think it's the second season is going to focus on on the birth of the rebellion more, develop that. But also, when the events of Rogue One start, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. They. No, the rebellion hears about the this plans for Death Star from the pilot, isn't it? So that's what kicks off the events of Rogue One. So I don't think before Rogue One the 
the rebellion is trying to get has already got the Death Star plans. Cause that mm. really will ha- so I think maybe the Death Star is going to be a big factor later on in the show, but I don't think it's going to be the, the main kind of. Well, arc. I mean, they've hinted at it now. Like they'll have to do something with it, won't they? I think I, I think it was just kind of fan. Do you reckon, like, Deirdre, because of her, like, failures, will now be, like, pointed to something towards, like, you know, you know, yeah, you failed, but we have to put you, like, somewhere else now to keep you out of the way. So they put her on the sort of Death Star project as, like, what was she do, though? Security sort of thing. There was nothing to do, though, because it's not used until, like, Rogue One. Well, well, what if they do something where, you know, um, you know, like a, a rebel, like, cell or spy does get hold of, like, some news that there's going to be a weapon, but they manage to stop them, so they win. So, so you know, oh, that's good point. I know yeah. it's a bit of, like, retconning, but they manage to stop any leaks, but they, maybe, like, they die in the attempt or something. So, okay. like, it, it all, you know, ties neatly together in time for Rogue One, maybe. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, what, what's Deirdre going to do now? She's failed. And Cyril obviously has to go with her now. Like, they're part unless, of the same plot. And uh, Unless they are put on the command of <coughs> somebody else who then goes after Cassian Andor as well. Hmm. And they're just kind of like, you know, they're just assistants to that. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think, Keats? What's going <laughs> to happen in season two? Ooh, what's going to happen in season two? Well, we already talked about the robot. You know that he's going to meet. Oh yeah, come at some point. Um, I, I guess where well, he escaped in that ship, didn't he, with those other people? So they're going to become like the next sort of core kind of characters, aren't they? And they're going to have to yeah. develop those characters. Because like, apart from him and the girl, they haven't really done much of the other three. So I yeah. guess they're going to have to like develop them into like bigger characters. Yeah. Uh, the, the the big guy like the the worker, yeah yeah he, he was he, like just hitting people over the head with Marva's brick yeah, yeah I thought that was funny yeah it's just like what a way to go huh? um, yeah. and then I guess what we interesting what happens with um, what she called again the Imperial who's now now looks like it's gonna team up with the guy who uh, the guy rescued her the the bureau yeah, guy um, Dedra yeah. Dedra and what's he called Cyril uh, Cyril yeah you look like Cyril. <laughs> of course it is yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah. I, do you like those those weird fucking ties? Well, they're not like a tie, aren't they? Have you noticed them? It's like a, yeah. It, it looks like a belt coming out of your neck. Uh, I don't know what 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 you what you would call it, but look, they look quite quite funny. Not but, uh, a tie. <laughs> not a tie. Yeah, but like yeah, that they're, they're, they're that's really, yeah. I think I think fuck's sake. I think that that's going to be the inter- an interesting story about like what they those two are going to do. Yeah. Um, and that Scottish guy as well, who's like there. His, like, oh yeah. Isn't he? So that'd be interesting, but um. I hope we get yeah. more scenes with uh, Cyril and his mother. Oh, oh my god. god, they were yeah. so weird. She was so scenes. annoying. And the blue, the I mean, blue she's milk. She's a good actress. Got to love the blue milk. He's always and he was eating like milk. Cheerios or something, wasn't he? Or Star honey, Wars, nuts, the it was. <laughs> honey. I don't know if honey's invented there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a long time ago, isn't it? In the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> oh. What yeah. would you guys um, rate Andor then? Come up Ooh, to the end. Out, out of 10 or 5? 10. Still a 10. Um, hmm. I'd say it's like a strong nine. I'd give it, I'd give it a nine. Yeah, I think nine's fair enough. Yeah, I think I'd give it a nine. Yeah. I think it's fair enough. 
you know, I, I just think like you know the characterization, you know, and the the story and the visuals were just amazing. I think. Um, what was I say? It no, felt I like a, it felt one. like a treat to watch each episode. The the cinematography, the score. Nicholas Patel is such a great composer. Oh yeah, he, that like the the um the beach like song that they that, yeah that was fucking yeah banger. yeah. Um, the act, the acting, the dialogue, the monologues, <laughs> the writing—it's just so clever. Um, yeah, except for those themes. like fish people. You know, like the ones that like rescue um, Andor. No, that was that was weird. And yeah. then the net, oh, the net, what the are net you doing with like, those squigglies then? <laughs> and then they had, like West Country accents, and then like uh, the nets like had like like sticky goo on them. Like, yeah. it, was, like so it, it was it was good how they didn't have to use any prosthetics for West Country people. Oh Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> Jesus. We just lost. We just lost half our fan base. Yeah. I, I'm oh, sorry. Oh my God! I wonder where they got that. I wonder where they got that goo from for the nets. Like, don't, don't ask too many questions. I got so much. It's uh, fisherman's friends. <laughs> Fisherman. Oh yeah, fisherman's friends. Yeah. yeah. I just love how they just watched them running towards the ship and they just waited for the the trap to like the booby trap to spring. It was so funny. Yeah, and like why the weird they, why, one. Why did they help them though? I don't understand. Why did they help them though in the end? Because because like... they 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 were they were t- they were trolling them. They were taking the piss. Like they they knew that they were prisoners. They weren't Imperials. They were just taking. Yeah, the piss. but I don't know. It's just a bit, it was a bit. Yeah, that was a bit. Of a I think it's scene. just to show that oh, good people exist. Not shit, you know. Yeah. Well, that Ooh, the Empire would get get ridden of squigglies. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Where will you be wanting to go then? And he's like, isn't that right? Whatever. And the guy's like, Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he does. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that was the only thing I, I think is stopping it from being a 10 is like that. There's a lack of. <laughs> just like, just, well, just that. That, one, that one seat. That one seat. <laughs> no, just like no, ruined it. There, there was a lack of like aliens. There was, it just seemed like everyone was just like a human in it. No, there were aliens in it. I, I guess. There was like the weird like nose guy, one of them from Ferex, you know, like the guy with like goggles and a big nose. He was in it. What else like the aliens, especially the ones in like scanty clothing? Yeah, the ones with um fucking tentacles from their head, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, and the other ones aren't like wearing too many clothes and stuff like that. That's the ones you like, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, that guys, I think that brings an end to Andor. Um, unless there's anything else want to talk about, I think finishing off on the West Country, Welsh's West Country impressions was very good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's nah, it, it. No, no, your accents are coming a lot better. On the oh, podcast. thanks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for Keith for joining us. Um, next, well. Uh, it's kind of up to Christmas now, December, so it's going to be a busy time on the podcast. Uh, but uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do some uh, more reviews or shows as well coming up. But we'll keep you updated. And we're setting up, but also in Christmas, December, we have got our 2022 in review uh, episode as well, where we discuss all our favorite films, uh, TV shows, and video games of the year so uh thank you for listening as i said please follow us on our many platforms uh our instagram facebook um uh, twitter email us and you can listen to us on spotify anchor apple podcasts google podcasts amazon music etc etc 
Hope everyone has a good. Hope thank cheers guys for coming on. Hope everyone has a good weekend and may the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Hoffy Coffee Cast. But before we end, me and Reese want to thank everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to like, follow, share, and review. In addition to tell your friends, family, and fellow nerds and coffee lovers about our content. We both enjoyed talking about these topics, and with your help, we can strive to be bigger and better and bring out much more to our fans and listeners. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. And we'll see you on the next Hoffee Coffee Cast. Take care and goodbye. Bye.